أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر شهد الله إلا رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على صلاة Bismillah <coughs> Allahs and dear brothers, Allah wa ta'ala sent us in this world to make the effort of akhirat for us to make the effort of Jannah. The kuffar have come into this world to make the dunya at the expense of the akhirat. Whereas the people of Iman have come into this world, have been sent into this world. When the Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went into the court of the Persian emperor, then he was asked, why have you come? When the Sahabi was asked, why have you come? This Sahabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu was such a Sahabi, such a companion that was tarbiyat yafta. That whose tarbiyat and nurturing was done in the court, in the majlis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Sahaba radiallahu anhum were the al-mukhatabun al-awwalun. The first addresses of Qur'an Sharif. So who better to ask than that one, that Sahabi who sat in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and understood the temperament, the message of Nabi Ali Salatu Salam and the message of Quran Sharif. What reply will he give when he was asked, Why have you come? What brings you to my court? What brings you to my country? What is the ba'ith al-amal, the dafi'ul amal? What is the spark? What is the catalyst 
that is pushing you in life. That is a question to every one of us. What is sparking me every day? What is the catalyst in my life? Why am I waking up in the morning? What is driving me every day? This question was asked to this Sahabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Would this ulama explain that have I made the niyat of my life? Have I made the intention of my life? That what is the intention of my existence right now as I am sitting here in this masjid? What am I here for right now? What is the purpose? My breathing, my walking, my talking, my eating, my drinking, my work. What is the catalyst right now? What is sparking me? For this, ulama explain, ask the non-Muslim who does not have Iman, doesn't believe in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will have no answer. Or they have multiple answers. What is the purpose of your existence? He has no answer. There is no direction. He will tell you to make dunya, and he will tell you, but you have to leave it behind. He will say, it's correct. What's the use giving your life for it? Say, I don't know. To have comfort in life, yes. Will that comfort bring you happiness and sleep? He says, no. How come you're giving your life for it? I don't know. There is no purpose. To understand the purpose of my life, I have to go back to the threshold of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to learn what is the catalyst spark that should be in my heart. This sahabi was asked radiallahu anhu, that why have you come? What brings you to, to our court, to our country, to Persia? Where we have the wealth of the world, where we have al-Qasr al-Abiyad, that time was a white palace, now we have the white house. Rabbi Ali Salatu Salam prophesied that a group of my Sahaba who will conquer the white palace. So he was there right in the white palace of Kisra, the Persian emperor of the time, superpower. And as the Sahabi walked in also, Subhanallah, ulama explained in Hayat al-Sahaba, the Rewaite is there. When he goes to that place, there was no compromise. We are those Sahaba ikram, nahnu alladina bayau muhammada. This was the slogan. We are those Sahaba Ikram, we are those people that pledge allegiance in the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to strive in the path of Allah as long as we live. We are Muhammadis. Day and night, we follow Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam because on the day of Qiyamah, that will be the only contact. In our words, that's the only speed dial you will have. We are those people that pledge allegiance and put our hands in the hands of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And they would say, Allahumma la aisha illa aishu la akhira. Wallah, there is no life besides the life of akhirat. Jannat was a reality before them. Wasn't just say a fairy tale or some fairy land. It was a reality that Jannat is there, is haqq. And things are better in Jannat. Dunya is a place of strife and difficulty and chaos. Allah said, I made insan to live in difficulty. Today we have learned. Where they say it is a dream that you got to fulfill before you leave this world. Allah says the dunya is a dream. A place of imperfection. No marriage is perfect. No relationship is perfect. No insan is perfect. Perfection belongs to Allah. Perfection belongs to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in his character, in his way, in his sunnah. Perfection is Quran Sharif. Everything else is, is a deception, is a lie, is fake. The husband has to believe that the wife loves me only. The wife has to believe he loves me only. The parents have to believe the children love me. But what is the reality we know? Muhabbat, love, what's the reason behind it? What is the catalyst? This sahabi was asked, radiallahu anhu, why have you come? And his reply, to be written in golden words, in golden ink, in gold, to the day of Qiyamah, Allah. He learned this on the court of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we just understand this one part only, my dear brother, we will give you everything in our life for one, one sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We give our entire life for one sunnah to preserve one sunnah. Because we are khira ummah. 
where the best of nations, presently, in the future, from the past, every Nabi of Allah made dua, Ya Allah, make me from the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's reply was, you are Nabi of the time, you do not have the privilege of bringing an Ummati. The last nation to come, and Jahannam and Jannah will be haram upon all of the nations until this Ummah does not enter into Jannah. The last to come, the first to enter into Jannah. Ummah. Just to understand the first part of his reply, the Sahabi radiallahu anhum responds and he says, Allah. We haven't come on our own accord. Allah has sent us. Allah has sent us. I've been deputed. I've been sent. I'm a messenger of the messenger of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Ana rasulu rasulillah. I'm also a messenger of the messenger of Allah. What his message was, we are echoing that message. We have come for this. This is the spark. This is the catalyst every day. And I am carrying a message of Nabi Ali salatu wasalam in my mu'amalat, in my mu'asharat, in my ibadat, in my akhlaq, in my iman. All the departments of my life, daily life. In my akhlaq, I am a Muhammadi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In my iman, I am a Muhammadi. In my social dealings, I am a Muhammadi. In my social interactions, business dealings, I am a Muhammadi. In my deen, I am a Muhammadi. Every part of my life, I love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then I understood the purpose of my life. The non-Muslim doesn't know the purpose of life. He has no goal. For the believer, the dunya is a prison. A pious person, once someone made dua for him, May Allah grant you a long life and good health. May Allah bless you with the best of dunya and akhirat. Pious person begins to laugh. The person making dua says, Why do you laugh upon this dua? He says, effectively you are making dua that Allah keeps this prisoner longer in prison. The dunya is a prison. Jannah is reality. La khufun alayhim. No fear what will happen in the future. Everything invested and sent ahead already. There is no fear of the journey ahead. Wala hum yahzanun. And no grief of what was left behind. That I missed an opportunity. No grief. That is Jannah. Never to become sick. There is no lockdown. There is no mask. There is nothing whatsoever. Absolutely free. The catalyst. For every believer, every morning, that I'm looking for that amal, I'm looking for that action that will get my jannat for today. The jannati amal. What is it that will make my jannat today if I have to leave this dunya today? What is it? Imam Shafi was here, rahmatullahi Have one such secret amal and action in your life, which is so secret between you and Allah tabarak wa ta'ala that nobody else knows. On the day of qiyamah, in our words, if all four ties become flat, and I've lost everything. I've got one spare wheel at least. I can pull it out on the day of Qiyamah. Ya Allah, there's certain action, there's certain amal, certain action I've done only for you and nobody else knows. Nobody else knows such a secret amal to keep it as a spare wheel on the day of Qiyamah. There's one jannati amal action of mine that I have to do. And the reality, every sunnah of Nabi Ali salatu salam is a jannati action. Every amal. Rabbi al-awwal is about adopting that life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the jannati life. This misconception, if I bring deen into my life, into my dressing, into my home, into my bedroom, into my, my eating, into my weekends, if I bring the sunnah, misconception, my life will become dry. There is no enjoyment anymore. And the reward for this will be only in akhirat. Never. The lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is so beloved to Allah, that Allah through the barakat of every sunnah will grant you a jannati life in this world. Jannatun fi dunya bi huduril mawla. Alama alusi rahimullah in tafsir says, the person will fear standing before Allah tabarak wa ta'ala on the day of qiyamah. And he will bring complete deen into his life. 
every sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah will give him a life of jannati in this world. He's walking in the dunya, but his heart is like he's in jannat. Bihudurul Mawla. He's living in the consciousness of his creator. As a youngster just got married, and he's living in that conscious state of a honeymoon. How he's feeling elated already. Or not even married, he's only proposed. The, the word came today and how he feels. In his salah he's smiling, in his dua he's smiling. Why what is it? He said, my proposal came through, she said yes. He proposed, she said yes. Allah says, I will make you feel like this every day. That one proposal, Allah got accepted from one makhluk on creation of Allah, makes you so happy. Imagine the creator accepts your proposal, that I want to become a Muhammadi. Allah says, accepted. You are making the effort. You want to come into deen. Every day life will become a life of Jannat. Salatul Fajr will become easy. To break the command of Allah will become difficult. Jannatun fi dunya, Allah will give you Jannati life in this world. Bihudurul Mawla, you'll be living in the presence of my Creator. You'll feel Allah in your heart, you feel Allah in your, in your movements. My Allah is with me. In Allah ma'i, my Allah is with me, my Allah is with me. You feel the enjoyment of the Creator with you. This is a cash benefit. And the credit, you say Jannatun fil akhirah bi riqa'il Mawla. The young boy, after so many months, Finally, the nikah takes place. And now he has butterflies. She has butterflies. He's waiting for the final meeting with her. And we know the enjoyment. Not only, his, not only him experiencing it, the entire family. Allah says you will bring deen into your life. Then jannat in akhirat. When you will meet your creator. When you will meet your creator. The one that has designed and made all the pleasures of dunya and akhirat. Now you will finally meet him. The supplier. The wholesaler. The manufacturer. Finally, I met Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, the enjoyment of that meeting. Nabi Ali Salatu Salam makes dua for a sahabi. Oh Allah, let it be such that when he meets you, he's smiling at you. And Ya Allah, when you meet him, Ya Allah, you smile at him. Allah, give us a mouth like that. For the month of Rabiul Awal awwal is to study the seerat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And how to bring every sunnah into our lives. And very importantly, right now, my dear brothers, the cry in the world is that the world wants to see the akhlaq of a Muslim. What is the character of a Muslim? The world is reading in kitabs and books on the internet what a Muslim should be, the life of a Muslim. The Aisha radiyallahu was asked, what was the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? She replied, kana khuluquhu al-Qur'an. His akhlaq was the Qur'an Sharif. What is in the Qur'an? In the Qur'an is a balance. There are warnings and glad tidings. Commanding good and forbidding evil. Softness, nermi, tenderness. And also to be harsh, Allah speaks about Jannah and Jahannam. There's a balance. Rabbi Ali Salatu's life was just the same also. With his tender nature and his gentleness and his compassion, when it came to his personal life, his personal self, very gentle, very kind, overlooking, compassionate, Rahmatulil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Together with that, when it came to the deen of Allah, when the deen of Allah was compromised, then there was firmness. Then there was firmness. Today the father comes to the masjid for Fajr Salah. He's there every day. Imam Sahib will ask the father, Where's your young son? 10 years old, 15 years old. They respond of the father, Mawana, make dua. Mawana, make dua. Can't wake up in the morning. Try to wake him up, you can't wake up. Make dua. So when Alim replied, Yes, we will make the dua. Fajr Salah, I cannot make it. But rather you wake him up for Fajr Salah, and I'll make dua for him to wake up for school. He said, No, that can't happen. School, he has to wake up. Fees are paid already. The lift club is waiting. He'll delay me. For that he has to wake up. For salah he must make dua, but for school, he'll be awake. He has to go to school. Commitment to school. Rabbi Ali Salatu Salam had firmness and also he had with him when he came to the deen of Allah, 
Then there was firmness and there was sternness. There was no compromise. There is a word ulama use mudahana. Mudahana means badlu deen dunya. For a person to compromise his deen. For a person to compromise his deen for some benefit of this world or to ward off some evil of this world. Mudahana, he compromises his deen. This ulama explain is very very dangerous for a person's iman and for his akhirat. And now he compromises his deen. He goes for the job interview. And they say we will give you with all the perks, but compromise your dressing. Don't be a Muhammadi here. Compromise your beard. Compromise your topi. Compromise your salah. This is a mudahana. On that Nabi Ali salatu salam will become stern and upset. How dare you compromise my deen? For benefit of dunya or to ward off some harm of dunya. Dunya is your prison. Akhirat is your freedom. Akhirat is your freedom. Don't sell your freedom. For this prison. When he came to Nabi Ali Salatu Salam being soft and compassionate. Nabi Ali Salatu Salam was wearing a Najarani shawl. And uh, him, the edge of it was coarse and hard. A Bedouin walks in. He sees Nabi Ali Salatu Salam wearing a new shawl. And he tugs at it, he pulls at it, he yanks the shawl. Bedouin, hard in nature and akhlaq in character. This is Rahmatul Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sent as a Rahmat to mankind. Bidouan comes and he yanks it, he tugs at it. Unless bin Malik radiallahu anhu is there, he's sahabi of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, he says that I look at the beautiful neck of Nabi alayhi salatu salam and this Bidouan tugged it so hard, so harshly, he left a mark on his neck. Does you or myself, how you turn around? What a temper. How dare you? Who you think you are? This is rahmatul alameen. Show us what is akhlaq. The sunnah of having good akhlaq. He turns around. And this Bedouin tells him, Nur li atakum. Oh Muhammad, give me some of the wealth that Allah has given you. Give me from the wealth that Allah has given you. Fadahika. Nabi Ali Salatu Salam smiles at him. He smiles at him. And he commands Sahaba Radiyanum, give him something as a gift. The softness of Nabi Ali Salatu Salam to adopt the softness within our homes. You know what I'm saying? We are showing the soft nature and all the smiles in the office place, in the corporate world, with haram females. All the softness and the smiles and the good character and the nice words and the sweetness. The man goes home. Now there's no more softness left. There is no muhabbat left. The wife who's giving her life for you doesn't look so attractive anymore. He loves the prison life. This is freedom at home. But he loves the prison life. And he gives all the muhabbat there. Muhabbat should be given at home. The compassion, the love, the kindness to the wife, to the children, to parents. To the Muslim brothers in the masjid. The cries right now, the akhlaq of the masjid has to be exported into the marketplace. How we sit in the masjid with a vicar on the tongue. The concern of akhirat in the heart. The time has come, we have to take this character and nature and disposition of the masjid to the marketplaces. We have to turn it around. Like the markets of Madinat al-Munawwara. But to the extent ulama say even the children's playing in the gullies of Madinat al-Munawwara was deen. Even their playing was deen. In our, in our society we say the playing of the children is deen. is when the child is playing, for example, he has to win the match, he will say Allahu Akbar. Allah did it. Not that I'm not playing and I call my father and the fight breaks out. Attributes everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is that about me? Now the child at a young age is thought to be so proud that you are the boss, you are everything. The playing of the children was deen also. That akhlaq, that environment has to be trans, has to be transported, has to be exported from the masjid now to the homes and the marketplaces. The time has come where the world is waiting for deen and Islam. The Muslim has to wake up. He should show the akhlaq of a mu'min of a Muslim. The softness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But together with that, when the command of Allah was broken, 
Then there was no compromise. There was no compromise. Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu is sitting. A person is brought from one of the tribes of Medina Manawara. Banu Abdul Qais. He is brought before Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu. Now please call Sus. So he asked, who is this person? He so and so. The Umar knew about him. So he tells him to sit down. As he sits, he takes out his stick and he strikes him. So what have I done? Why do you hit me? Mubin Khattab then starts for a Yusuf, Quran Tilawut. Al-Iflamara, Tilka Ayatul Kitab Al-Mubin. Then he strikes him again, the second time. Oh, Mirun Mini, what have I done? He says, Are you the one that transcribed? Are you the one that transcribed the scriptures of Daniel Ali Salatu Salam? Then you noted it down, and now you are teaching it and you are reading it. Say, Tell me what to do then. He says, I warn you. I warn you that those. Incidents that they have transcribed from the scriptures of Daniel والسلام, which have been abrogated. Quran is a final scripture. There is no need for anything else. I implore you, I command you to take some hot water, some cotton wool and erase your scriptures. They are here once again that you are teaching it or reading it. Then I will discipline you. Then he mentions about himself. When it came to the scriptures of before, at one time I had transcribed them also. I took them to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Nabi of Allah asked Umar, "What is this?" I said, "This is a this is a transcription of the past scriptures." He said, "I saw the face, Mubarak face, of Nabi Ali becoming so red with anger." The Nabi of Allah ordered the Muazzin, called to the people, called them to the masjid. And Nabi of Allah delivered a khutbah and warned the people that if you will revert and go back to the scriptures of before, the Quran, he said, I have left you upon a clear road. The Quran is explicit, clear, there's no ambiguity, there's no need for anything else. For any, any other type of secular type of education that breaks a person's iman, takes him away from Allah. This education, ulama explain, are sciences of this world that teach us the workings of Allah. Learn the sciences of dunya to understand how my Allah is operating the dunya. Not learn the sciences divorcing and minusing Allah. Learn them by all means. Allah Taala does everything. Manufacturing, import, export, the rain, precipitation, condensation. Learn it, no problem. And say, Subhanallah, my Allah, how you do everything? Allah hasn't created everything just in, in vain, without purpose. Allah has put the sciences there to learn it. To make my akhirat, to make my jannat. So he warned him. Nabi of Allah became angry. Be careful ever. Once again, you transcribe. So when it came to stand this mudahana, where a person now sells his deen for some benefit of dunya, he'll compromise the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. His grave warnings: Allah will destroy this nation as He destroyed the nations of before. Presently, ulama are saying, we find in the world, my dear brothers, what is happening? Allah protect us. Whether it be in Iraq, some fire, 100 dead. Whether it be in Morocco, whether it be in Libya, whether it be in Turkey, some earthquake. We don't know what's going to happen next. Johannesburg, some tremor. When we feel so insulated, nothing will happen. We are safe. Allah keep us safe. But the signs are there. One alim noted and he says that I am quite surprised. The entire world is being put to test right now. Some countries in Europe, they can't control the fires. When it comes to the west, cyclones, tornadoes. When it comes to the east, flooding. Somewhere something is happening. In South Africa, Allah knows best what you people are doing. But he noted and he said, it seems to me that the only action possibly is protecting this country is the amount of charity we give in the path of Allah. May Allah accept it. The big-heartedness of the businessmen and professionals and the people and the spending in the path of Allah he says, but looking at the level of opulence and extravagance and abandoning the sunnah, if this was not there, he says, guaranteed Allah would have wiped out the people of this country. It's only the spending in the path of Allah. 
But that too has expired it. We have to come to complete deen. The wealth Allah has given to bring deen into our lives and to break the command of Allah. This is mudahala to sell our deen with some dunya benefit. Allah protect us, shouldn't be Allah tests us. We heard now recently that a certain wedding took place. Hundred people dead in one wedding. Whether how many Muslims or they Allah knows best. If there were any. But they listen for us. How it can happen just like that? To bring our our masjid life now into our homes, into our nikahs, into our walimas, into our functions. What was the motivation? As the Sahabi mentioned, I mentioned in the beginning, when he was asked, why did you come? Ibta'athan Allah, Allah sent us. Allah has sent me and Allah has provided for me. Allah has made this dunya a tablecloth for insan. Take how much you want. Take how much you want. But it belongs to me, belongs to Allah. Eat how much you want, give them a khuluq also, but don't abuse it. We want our children also, don't abuse it. Allah wants us also. The people of Allah wants us also, don't abuse it. We want our children, we want them. If you abuse it, I will take it away. Allah gives the warning also. If not now, in akhirat you will be deprived. When you need it the most. So for us to be so careful in this period of time, my dear brothers, when it comes to our deen, when it comes to our deen, does not become contaminated. At one time, we will pass a temple or a church, we will read the fourth kalima. Don't even look at it. Don't even look at that place. Now the doubt is given, then come into the place. Come into the place. We can coexist. There's a clear, different line between iman and kufr. There's no mudahana that I have to do this, sell, compromise my deen to ward off some evil. This is mudahana in deen. The BFLA forbade us. No mudahana. When the kuffar exceeded the limits in transgression upon the Muslims, whether it was the tribes of Ri'al and Dakwan, that killed 70 sahaba radiallahu anhum, for one month, rahmatulillah alameen, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when sahaba ikram were slaughtered and killed, and the limits of deen were trampled upon for one complete month, Every day in Salat al-Fajr, Nabi Ali recited Qunut and Nazila and cursed those two nations. May Allah destroy them. May Allah destroy them. Battle of Khandaq. The battle of Khandaq. When Sahaba Ikram and Nabi Ali Salam, the Kuffar launched an attack. Couldn't get to the Muslims. But they were there. The, the enemy was there. Was present before them. And because of the enemy's presence, Sahaba Ikram could not leave their places. The tender Nabi, compassionate Nabi, there was no mudahana, no compromise now. Because of them present there, Sahaba Ikram were unable to perform the Salatul Asr. Nabi Ali Salatul Salam became so upset for the sake of deen that he made dua. Mala Allahu quburahum wa buyutahum naran hatta shagaluna hatta shagaluna an Salatul Wusta. See, may Allah fill their qabrs with fire. May Allah fill their homes with fire. They have kept us busy. They have kept us busy till we almost missed our Salatul Fajr. Hatta ghabati shams. Until the sun almost, until the sun almost went down and settled. He made dua against them. So we see the balance in the life of Nabi Ali Salatu Salam in our lives also. How much are we giving up the deen of Allah? Allah protect us. We don't take that bad dua and curse of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So in the life of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, there's a complete beautiful lifestyle. Whether it comes to our iman, we've got to check our iman right now. Whether there's a direct attack on iman right now. But interfaith, multi-faith. We have to be clear. Kufr is kufr, iman is iman. Whether I lose my dunya or get my dunya. There's no compromise to my deen. My iman, then my akhlaq. The character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is supreme. There's nothing more supreme and elite than having the character of Nabi alayhi salatu salam. His outer appearance, his inner, his sirat and his surat. His inner self and external. That is the trend. That is the way to the day of Qiyamah. There's no compromise on it. There's no compromise. And before Qiyamah, subhanallah, ulama explain that the kuffar also, this 
Sunnah Nabi alayhi salatu salam will become the trend. Let them not make it a trend, rather we come upon it and they follow us. Shouldn't be that they make the beard a trend, we follow them. Soon they'll be making the abaya also in the clothes a trend. It's already started. Let's become the trend also. Now the Muslim will follow. In our akhlaq we check the sunnats. In our mu'amalat, business dealings, mu'asharat, our social interaction, these branches of deen, we have to rectify and correct them. Then we see how deen will spread in the world. And to conclude, ulama explained that before qiyamah, deen will spread in the world. Entire world will become Muslim. The promise of Allah. We can be one of two types of people. One of two categories. We can be onlookers and say, Subhanallah, MashaAllah, people are coming to deen. It will happen. The promise of Allah. But I can be one that will also be part of it and make the effort towards it and get the reward of it. That I was also part of the movement where deen became alive. Whether in my workplace, whether in my home, whether wherever I am, I am working. My social circles also, they see the deen of Allah in me. On this, he became a Muslim. On this, she became a Muslim. My wife spoke to so-and-so, she became a Muslim. I got my hand in it. On the day of Qiyamah, when Allah will call up those that became like Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that gave their life in the path of Allah. And Allah will say, I am pleased with you. That person who made the of deen, Allah will say, you can join them also. We can be our own looker. Or we can be a role player. Allah Ta'ala give us understanding. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq to become those that will become beacons of hidayat. Masabihul huda. And nighlaq al-shar. Allah make us locks for all evil in the world. That we don't open the doors of fitna. But rather we close them and become means of hidayat. And our little children also. Make talim at home. One young boy heard in his home about sahaba radiallahu anhum. When he went to school, teacher asked him, what do you want to become? He said, I want to become a sahabi. What is a sahabi? They say, don't know a sahabi. My mother reads at home the stories of sahaba. They're my inspiration. A white teacher, non-Muslim, European, goes and asks the mother, who is a sahabi I never heard about? She says, a sahabi is a companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She reads to her one story. A non-Muslim, on one reply, of a little boy, I will become a sahabi, embraces Islam. Allah makes him a beacon of hidayat. Where it came from in the home, there was no compromise, my dear brothers. The mother instilled in the child, Allah has sent me. Allah has sent every one of us, every one of our children. Allah Ta'ala give us understanding. <laughs> اشهد ان محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاه حي على الصلاه حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله اكبر الله اكبر الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا من سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس واحد الله 
فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا من سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أي والذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأزدقهم حيا عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة لساء أهل الجنة والحسن الحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمجة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر العباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله تعالى عنهما وعن كل سحابة يجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحب أحبهم ومن أبغذهم فببغذ أبغذهم وخير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتائذ القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والباغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله تبارك وتعالى فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون استيتنا والسفس الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر شلا إله إلا الله شلا إله إلا الله شلا وحمد رسول الله شلا وحمد رسول الله على صلاح على صلاح على الفلاح على الفلاح قام الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله 
ইনকদির <tries> اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو اهله سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين امين Thank <laughs> you.